for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Pleb Underground, episode 35. Bitcoin is Kenny. My, how it's still alive. Apple still number one. No false profits. iPhone are used to follow false profits. Normies following the herd. Just a bunch of sheep. Their children never heard. Not even a peep. Call it silence of the lambs. Don't be shellfish like the clams. Ambulating rhythm, walk flow. She holds my hand when we walk slow. Mempool full. Hard to talk mo. Pleb Underground, number one talk show. To be a leader, you got to inspire. The job's never done, so we'll be hot as fire, practicing for our son. Lost on every joke you contended. None won, no pun intended. When you're evolving like me, you switch loyalty to your future self. Got to value your health, keep improving your strength. You can't get caught seeing that 700 nanometer wavelength. Run a social node to set what you expect, what's okay, what you accept, that you won't take no disrespect. Ultimately, nature drives self-protect. No one won, it's a fork in the road. More functionality with each op code. Fun times can be fleeting, too easily they flowed. All about that action boss, always beast mode. Taking energy from the sun, the reaction endothermic. Letting off heat was fun, respiratory exothermic. Please take a seat, I'll trot to my beat, not without direction or loose, avoiding the noose. I fought for the new, that's we, still you're watching me. Each day we fight for the new, time marches on, no chance to renew, but this is your song. Sometimes it's like I'm mourning, from early until I'm yawning, no redundancy against loss. What was the real cost? Nothing to distract me, no toy, I keep pressing to get it off my chest. Sun is shining, but still no joy, there was no second best. Pain drives revolution, frame the perspective, focus on evolution and being self-reflective, frustration self-selective, emergency or elective, my soul was beguiled, now feeling exiled. It's what built by two, what you channel through, love isn't something you have, it's something you do, new walking steps now ambulating, no mixed messages, no more conflating, you are always satiating, in the future we'll be celebrating. My flow is charged and current, you can call it electric. Busy building an empire, the unit is imperial, not metric. Quality over quantity, no woke token bird. Pleb underground, bespoke spoken word. Welcome back everyone, Pleb underground. Walton, that was absolutely straight fire. Straight fire, just like our amazing, awesome, I can't find all the amazing words that I, I want to give to our the, the guy that somehow was summoned in last week's in last week's rhyme um, t t turned up um, this week. We're talking having, about having never seen the show before. That's right, having never seen the show before. Rockstar Dev, thank you so much for joining us on Pleb Underground. I mean, thank you for summoning me. I mean, it's kind of boring in hell, so. <laughs> I mean, this will be kind of interesting. I said I I thought I brought the fire, but then I heard Walton's rhymes, and yeah, he he is the rock star here. I can see so. Rockstar can't wait to there. see there's, what there's we'll... space for more than one. I think. Um, you know that like there always needs to be an alpha. So we're gonna battle you and me, Walton, and we'll see how the episode turns out. Speaking of alpha, let's guys, go. let's dive into the numbers. 
yeah, the numbers, of course, by time chain stats and time chain calendar. Phil, what do they look like this week? At the time of this recording, the block height is 785,396. The Bitcoin fiat, actually the fiat Bitcoin exchange, $30,265. Total public lightning capacity, 5,418.38. Moscow time, 3306. Man, that number is dropping. And the chain rewrite days, 717. Guys, the numbers. I had a thought. I had a thought this week about why, why the two, like, why do we call the one of them the fiat exchange rate and the other one the Bitcoin exchange rate? Like, why, why is the better one um, sats per dollar? And the reason why is because there are a limited amount of sats, and so you're accruing, you know, a percentage of the total amount of Bitcoin when you buy a certain number of sats for that dollar. Whereas the other side it's not how much bitcoin is being it's not how much bitcoin is costing in dollars what that real what that number really is is how many dollars you get at the present time if you sell your bitcoin is a better way of looking at that number and so it does that make sense yeah, it does. It's, I mean, look, perception is reality. And it actually was talking about this yesterday in the spaces. It's very difficult to, to get people to switch their framing, right? Because what we have is the current system. So everybody thinks in terms of their local currency or in some cases, the US dollar. So it, you have to, it takes time and it takes practice. I, I don't know any other, I don't know any other way to put it. Today, on the number segments, I managed to bump into this website. I mean, it's not, I, I don't know if it's really made by a Bitcoiner, but it is statsmuse.com. And I figured I'm going to take a page out of the, uh, out of the shitcoiner handbook and I'm going to cherry pick a timeline, a timeline and, uh, you know, make everybody and make everybody FOMO. So here we go. The price of Bitcoin, April 14th, which is the day that we're recording this episode, but in 2019. Okay. And here you go. The high that day was five thousand one hundred seventy nine dollars okay and here we are today sitting at over 30k and that is four years to the day okay four years phil it's funny you bring up 2019 because actually i tweeted saying oh i think i think it's a bit like 2019 again um, and I said it's basically 2019 again. And now what? Now what I showed is I I did some re I, like this was done on my on my phone, um. So you know really really badly. Yeah. So let me show you this tweet here now. And this is with a uh, I'll provide some context. So, um, I said it's basically 2019 <laughs> again. That date. Um. Now you can see you can see I've done some really badly drawn arrows, but the the bits I'm trying to highlight is the kind of like ramp up from the kind of depth of the bull, because I think we've got another, sorry, the depths of the bear, sorry, from the depths of the bear, it's 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 ramping up. Um, I think it's another it's another bull trap. I don't think it just goes moon immediately. Um, now ignore my line. Do I really think it's going to go down to like twenty k again and then up to like a lot? Yeah, maybe. Like, it, I don't know quite what's going on on the on the on the side over here exactly. Um, but y you can see. But it, it was the line was not meant to be the thing. Now, the re why did I draw the line? Uh, because I thought it's 
you want to kind of mirror the bit before but it wasn't meant to be like ta or anything like that right like like this was this was just oh I, i see like a kind of pattern it looks a bit similar i said it's basically 2019 again but i also was doing a little experiment here on twitter what sort of posts like get like different kinds of engagement when you actually tweet something like with some thought behind it does it get a lot of engagement when you tweet some like chart does it got a lot of engagement hmm let's have a look and so there was uh, this you know this this went set i would say semi okay 171 likes woo uh you know but like it's not but people you know it's more that people people have an opinion on it so therefore they start engaging maybe a bit more with it people are, oh no it's gonna do this it's gonna do this oh you know maybe blah 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 no whatever like you know people calling me stupid etc etc um you know people saying oh ta it's not ta like the whole the whole point was it's just i think this little uh, bit up here is just like 2019 i think there is um i think the whole, i think we're going sideways for a while still to be honest but that therefore if we're going up now for a while it'll go down at some point before we go up again we'll see but i don't really care like but again it was the more the point of guys just stay, stay humble and st- stacks out don't just don't start doing the leverage stuff now thinking we're going moon was the point really but of you know i didn't i didn't explicitly make that there and then so man rockstar dev before we start your inquisition, I mean, uh, the question and answer with you. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, Walton's TA? I am so impressed. I mean, I, I just, I, you saw I needed to send you a DM of he literally needs to start the VC fund. I think all of us, especially in Bitcoin, we are underserved. And then uh, Walton could raise a big VC fund, maybe start with like first fund 21 million. Then the next one, 210 million and 2.1 billion, and you fund Bitcoin companies and plebs, really. Like, we need more funding for podcasts. Yeah. So, so you're saying we should, instead of doing a scam where it just buys like Louis Vuitton uh, handbags for men we're, 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 or something like that, uh, we're, you know, for fat men, we're, we're actually like putting the money into like something good. That's, that's how I, like crazy well, I mean, if you're Richard Hart, uh, you know, 2.0, maybe, yeah, because whenever I watch all the podcasts from 2016, 17, and there is Richard Hart, um, yeah, I can see that arc for you, man. Uh, I, I would be the first, yeah, supporter of the cult. Like, just let me know where to send my sats. When Discord channel, Walton. Um, so like all uh, ignore ignore my ta you should go follow plan d who is plan d that's dita 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 does the best ta on bitcoin twitter go follow plan d that's awesome that's awesome all right that wraps it up for the numbers and we are going to move on over to our interview slash discussion slash inquisition with rockstar dev all right rockstar dev as we said we are super excited to have you on the show. And I know that you had some numbers that you wanted to share with us. Um, was it specific to Noster or did it have to do with the event Nostrica? I mean, we can do both. Uh, why not? Uh, because, Porque no los dos. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, because, yeah, I died on Twitter and there was a question of why am I dying on Twitter and then Noster just started pumping so 
when you go to my Noster account now, you can see that I'm dead on Twitter, but live on Noster. And, and a lot of people are following this, the, the path, right? You have a lot of people that are now not posting on Twitter, just on Noster. So hold on a second, so, though. I, I just want to back up here. Are, is, is this like a Schrodinger's cat type of meme that you're pulling off? You're alive in one place know. and then in another? No, it's... Um, so what's Rockstar's true state? What's his true well, state? Well, as I said, <laughs> dead on Twitter lives on Oster. Yeah, and uh, also I live only uh, on podcasts when I'm summoned, as you can tell. Walton summoned me and uh, just go where Bitcoin sends me. But if we want to look in numbers and look at numbers for Noster, the numbers that most people like care about right now is like those active users, right? So we have like big peaks whenever Jack Dorsey does something, but... Um, Hmm. Uh, other than that, yeah, this is the big one that came out recently, like how much retention you have and uh, especially high quality users after sign up. But to go beyond just, just numbers here that you can find on Noster.band, um, if you go on Noster, engagement is actually, I mean, I would say as strong as it was in Twitter in my you know days when I was alive last year. Um, so I don't know, do, do any of you two have an Oster account? So I, I signed up for Noster like, I don't know, last summer, like about six months before the kind of popular boom that came, you know, this, this Q1 of this year. Um, and I found it pretty clunky, like, um, a couple of times I've gone on just to say, yeah, zaps are bullshit just to see if someone would zap me. Um, and they did. Um, but I, I, I just think that, I don't know. To me, it's like, it's it's a good place. If, if you're someone who was um, um, a Bitcoin maxi simpfluencer on Twitter, apparently I think it's even better on Nosta. So like, there's a few kind of characters that I think, um, I don't know, they're just regurgitating the same old bullshit um um but the you know if you generate a certain kind of following you know you can you can farm your simps um on nosta very well with with zaps um now does that mean that nosta's complete nonsense of course not um does it mean it's it's a we're still quite early yes is the reason that me and phil spend most of our time on twitter is because there's actual you know other people other than bitcoiners to talk to and that part of the discussion is important yes yeah i i do think that that's well said but uh i just want to add i am also on noster i've been on noster for a while and just like walton um you know i i've clowned it quite a bit but i at the end of the day it is a powerful it's a powerful simple protocol I think that there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff built on it. I mean, this, you yeah, know. So I think there's going to be a new Silk Road pretty fucking soon, yeah, like, exactly, which is right? obviously like, like, but then is, is that, I don't know. Is it yeah. a good thing? Yes. Is it a, is it a good thing for public perception? I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I agree. Matter. It doesn't matter, but it like, I don't know. <laughs> like, think about it, right? Like, look, you know what, what people don't realize is so when you, when you tell somebody's all right, let's go back to the days before cell phones, okay? People had pagers. So the uh, the perception of a pager is a drug dealer, but yet 
the people that were using pagers in society were doctors and nurses. But it started, it started in places that needed a reduction of friction. So Noster is a, a perfect place with incredibly reduced friction to create all of this stuff. So I do agree with you. At first, I'm sure mom and pops, they're gonna be pissed off, right? Like they're upset, this place sounds sketchy. The, the corporate owned media is gonna do everything to discredit it as they always have, uh, you know, because of course it, it's not owned by the people, the, by the right people, and it's not controlled by the right people, but it makes no difference. It's a free and open, it will be a, f you know, multiple free and open marketplaces, and it's gonna generate a conversation that isn't, really happening right now or that i should say is being are there many non-bitcoiners using nostr that's what yeah I'm i mean that's that's what actually everyone wants is because if nostr becomes just dominated by bitcoiners then others who even would benefit a lot from this protocol they were they were like oh well i don't want to join nostr too because that's kind of how i feel it is right now yeah yeah is that it's, it's almost it was... too bitcoiner heavy and so therefore it's Oh, well, it's just like, it's, it's, it's some like super nerds from the Bitcoin community because they care so much about decentralization that they need to have decentralization more of social media right now, even though maybe many of them aren't getting censored. I don't know, like, no, and then the simps, you know, because the the influences, because, you know, you can <laughs> harvest the nerds better and things like that. Um, Like, if, if, if it gets too cliquey, like yeah, do do enough normies join? I th that's where we need to do a little bit work, and I say when we it's like everyone in Austria community is to make it easier for uh, normie simps to join, because uh, at this point UI UX is not it's it's as you say walk. Uh, I walk think you've made an excellent point there. If you get yes. normie simps to come across, then they have to buy Bitcoin to send Bitcoin to the Bitcoin simfluencers, which drives the, the the kind of new Bitcoin no. adoption. That's very clever. No. It's a bit like VHS in the in the eighties or whatever. So like sex sex wins sex wins out is what you're saying. Use Damn it. make Bitcoin sexy again. Now our master plan is is out. Like no one should watch this episode no like damn damn no 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 that, walton you will say like no one should join noster damn it man we we got the plan out but anyways <laughs> because as soon as we do have ui ux a certain level it's so much easier like you get one big creator on a platform and they they can use platform boom you get tens of thousands of normie simps you get another creator but the big problem with Nostra, if you ask me now, uh, my biggest issue is like that uh, you're unable to migrate your following and your account between private keys. The private key that you generated, you're stuck with. Yes. As soon as that is in place so that normie creator can migrate the account oh, so that it's not build reputation, get hacked, get wrecked. It's like, no, be able to migrate to a new private key. I I don't know. I, I will do my best to push for, hey, just bring a normie creator on with all the sims and push the platform in, in different direction. Because it is Bitcoin heavy, but there is like there is a surfer community. Uh, 
on represented. There, there's always like hippies. They're always hippies. <laughs> they, there are a few, yeah, good, good hippie people who document their life and how they live on Oster. So, I think, yeah, uh, one, one, one key thing I think that needs to happen when it comes to Bitcoiners using Nostra, if they're really passionate about decentralization, um, then they need to be um, advocating for that that to be actually. Uh, for that to be done rather than it just being a LARP. And what I mean by that is they need to be encouraging people to obviously save and back up their NOSTA private keys because I imagine a lot of NOSTA users are using Damas. Now, Damas is an excellent app, right, made by made by William Kasserin. Um, yeah. But obviously it's within iOS, uh, which is a centralized app store. So how decentralized is your use of nostr if your if your only use of it for example may be a, a an app that's from a centralized app store so please if you're using nostr back up your private keys um so that you don't lose access to your nostr um e even if your favorite app um is taken because it's on a centralized um app store don't be a decentralization larp because then you're just a shit coiner quite frankly like one of the one of the biggest criticisms we correctly make of shit coiners um is 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 their dino appetite right decentralization in name only don't do that fuck shit coins yeah very well said and we're actually going to switch gears away from Noster, but it's still kind of in the same vein because there was a there was another topic here um, that was actually was brought up by was brought up by Rockstar Dev, okay, and we're gonna talk about this here. This is Bitcoin plebs are imp are as important as Bitcoin devs. I know that's gonna trigger a lot of people, but I just want to read some choice stuff here before we before we discuss this. So here we go. In in the description, in the description, Rockstar Dev wrote, I think it would be an interesting idea to have a panel discussion on the importance of Bitcoin plebs as a group in the ecosystem and their interactions with Bitcoin devs as a group as well. The role of plebs in the Bitcoin community is often undervalued and underrepresented. And underrepresented. Very, that is, that is a good point. In my own definition, which I really like here, Rockstar, by the way, plebs are individuals who spend almost all of their free time on Bitcoin-related activities, whether it's on Noster, Twitter, Telegram, or other platforms, or in person, in an effort to contribute to the ecosystem. Ideally, they also allocate a percentage of their income to regularly purchase Bitcoin, setting a floor on its price. That's right, the hodlers are the floor, and people do not understand how important that is. Additionally, they support developers through donations, support ecosystem through attending conferences, support pretty much the whole ecosystem by investing their time and money into Bitcoin over other hobbies or interests. For example, NFL, baseball, carpentry, etc. So I thought that that was... I that sounds like a purity test and I fucking love it. Like, I, I think we should be more exclusionary. Um, yeah. Because we care. Principles matter. Integrity of popularity. Fuck shit, coiners. So I, I want to... I, I actually... I'm very interested, Rockstar Dev. Um, what made you think of putting this together? This, uh, this panel? I, I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm assuming that this is your idea. Well... I must spill the beans. Um, I was inspired by a person that I will, well, I won't fully spill the beans. I was inspired by a person that asked me to think about uh, good panels for TabConf. And if they decide to dox their involvement, they will do so. But 
it is actually something that has been on my mind for quite some time um because i guess as you said people will be triggered um but i, I think i i ex explained it really well because it's bitcoin plebs as a group and then bitcoin devs as a group um and over the years uh, well first of all like most of my bitcoin um time i've spent on bitcoin i was a pleb man i uh was on all bitcoin talk forums on reddit i was arguing with people and then when um, block size war and segway 2x happened i was just I, I was like in a in hell of a depression because people that were previously friends they became enemies this and that and i started questioning like why the hell am i doing this for all this years why am i arguing with people online like what's the point mm -hmm. and then i then i remembered i actually can code <laughs> so that's where uh nicholas was starting btc based server and it was just one developer alone with uh, bitpay published nicholas doria right yep yep thanks for the additional context and uh, he was yeah this is lies uh my trust in you is broken. I will make you obsolete. So you have one dev who, who decided to obsolete company that just raised $60, 60 million from like Bitmain and other investors. And uh, it was yeah, I was like, well, maybe. Sorry, which was the, who was the company that, that did the raise? BitPay. Uh, BitPay. BitPay, right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's where really my my uh, role as a Bitcoin developer developer in Bitcoin ecosystem came in because for most devs, it's always like, oh, I'm going to contribute to Bitcoin core. Uh, but what I loved, especially with BTC Pay server, it was, it was a big open source project that was on that application layer of Bitcoin. Like you are literally helping people uh, run economic nodes, the nodes that when they receive Bitcoin, those nodes verify that it's Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin that goes under the consensus rules that they believe in. Because the biggest problem with BitPay was they decided for all of their merchants that Segwit2x is Bitcoin. And that's a big no. Like you just can't do that to people. Um so so yeah. Um and then over time as now I was a dev in a Bitcoin ecosystem. I saw all those instances where you do have devs defending maybe some VC and then plebs getting upset with that or plebs pushing for a certain cause. And then devs are like, well, you know, you don't really know the impact of this change from technical side. And uh, I really think having a panel like this where everyone is represented will just give us opportunity to talk uh, get problems out solve them and then i don't know have have a drinks later like i'm buying drinks for everyone if this panel happens so yeah all right that's i'm in the back boom okay you've got your pleb <laughs> no we need many 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 like i think you should have a bit like a big panel well, I don't know. See, pleb. So you, um, uh, Walton, can be pleb. Then who is pleb dev? 
who is dev pleb and who is a who is a dev this will be a big one because oh that's what you mean like a spectrum a spectrum yeah. from from one side yeah. to the other from like complete i like i kind of like that to completely autistic yeah <laughs> i like it a lot i i, I think it's uh, i definitely think it's a uh, it's a good idea so let me ask you this um in terms of in terms of this panel right um i guess what would you say right now is the i guess the most negative perception of plebs because of course um you know when you're on twitter right like everything is an echo chamber so you know we may not be seeing the the entire truth but i i have seen i have seen some influencers you know to a certain extent push back and and say that you know we're in some cases you know toxic for no reason or in some other cases it's the you know it's the purity test right the the purity test which is which is bad and it drives people away what are your what are your thoughts i mean death threats <laughs> you know when it gets to that level where someone is uh gets i don't know there is a developer and then they feel threatened for their safety for whatever reason like that's pretty bad but what what complicates the situation is is uh, those um how did you call them walton um uh same farmers in bitcoin influencers yeah influencers yeah because they come in and then they um turn it around into oh you know plebs are mean to me so i'm like a dev poor devs and uh yeah it's like standard crew that we shouldn't mention because they they love being mentioned so yeah attention seekers seeking attention yeah profit maximalists uh, and it's a skill like that's what what i always look at is um these people are great at being victims so that their podcast gets more views and you know and then they do invite people who are not honest and who are there to push certain narrative and then they cry together and then bitcoin Plebs, oh, I realize. Say, well, I realize now what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, but yeah. We, don't, we, don't, we don't. We don't. We don't. Everyone talk, realizes but, what we're talking. Oh, about. I realize. You, you only need to listen to one podcast with a British host, and that's Pleb Underground. So, um, yeah. You mean Mexican host, right? Y yeah. What the grifters it's, did. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a Mexican post. I, from what I know, there is a guy named Pedro that has a podcast, right? Oh, I mean, he looks yeah. like he's eating a lot of Mexican know, food. Yeah yeah all right guys this wraps up this portion of the show and we are moving on over to wrecked wrecked is brought to you by crypto cloaks check them out cryptocloaks.com also serving europe cryptocloaks.co.uk and don't forget to use your code pleb underground for 5% off awesome 3D prints made by Bitcoiners like the 3D printed grenade where you could fit an open dime. Get the bigger one and you can fit a signing device. Don't forget to check them out. Cryptocloaks.com. Don't forget to use the code pleb underground for 5% off. We're going to start this off with just the grift of grifts, right? bch and bsv shitcoiners here we go i was confused when i saw this tweet 
Yeah, me too. And and that's why. Because they seem to be taking the piss out of themselves. Exactly. It's such a wrecked tweet. Look at this, okay? At Ordinal's wallet. It's not an NFT, bro. It's an artifact of Ordinal theory. And it can only get more rare as time passes. What? And look, maybe... I, I, I never... I will never sit there and think I'm not the idiot, okay? I have no problem thinking I'm the idiot. Can either of you... Tell me what this account just said. Like, why? why? Wait, no, sh no, show the one about them talking about increasing the block size. Like, show, show that one. Like, these guys are fucking shitcoiners. They're BSV guys. Apparently, it's, it's some guy called Coin Yeezy yeah, and some Coin other guy, Randy. Randy is Randy Crypto Whale. Like, they're, 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 there's just fucking scammers running, running stuff. Like, trying again. We talk a bit of Bitcoin, pull some people in, and do the shitcoins. Like, this, this is. This is kind of, I mean, they're actually slightly ahead on, on, on this. Like, they, you need to reference, look, there is a cycle to this. Pot, like, and Pomp determines the cycle. Yeah. Right? I said, I tweeted this a couple days ago. I said, look, Bitcoin market cycles, there's four stages. The first stage is that real conviction is building within true Bitcoiners who stack and build. Rockstar alluded to some of these people earlier. Step two wankers like pomp use the momentum to pull in high time preference noobs he did an excellent speech this week right why because th this is the time of the cycle step three wankers like pomp shill them shit like BlockFi. and step four the noobs get rugged and the cycle repeats so yeah these guys sound like they're already on step three um no it's you're meant to be doing step two right now which is um you know improving your image like pomp um that's why he's the number one uh bitcoin only affinity scammer in the space is because he he he, he understands the cycle um of 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 bitcoin and and when you can apparently um talk it up to then pull in the suckers a little bit later to dump on them in the in the bear market um so yeah fuck the noise and not only that not only that walton is like pomp is representative of bitcoin to like outside of bitcoin and maybe this so he was who i listened to before like because i can't listen i couldn't listen to mccuck like so pedro is who, who i yeah not pedro sorry pomp's who i listened to in i don't know 2018 or something yeah and uh i was actually on call with pomp last week i mean sorry i i can never be that much against bomb because he was one of the earliest supporters of strike uh but yeah i completely get that and this is where it becomes really tricky is because you do have people who are useful and then if you do follow them in BlockFi and whatnot then it's terrible but yeah i don't know well what are your thoughts on this guy yeah, I I mean personally. So look to Walton's point. Uh, when he first when when he first came into the Bitcoin space, the crypto space, he had a whole bunch of really great interviews with uh right, some right? with some people that were like, look, it, it was really helpful. Um, but then I quickly realized, unfortunately, when he had people like Alex Mashinsky, he had Kathy Wood on, which was quite a good conversation. I remember back right. in that sort of time. And even back then, he also had Meltem Demirers on who coined the term, the shitcoin waterfall. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, right? Like, and it's not all of a sudden, she was always a shitcoiner. So th th there was stuff like that that just kind of like started to rub me the wrong way. 
and then BlockFi. The, to be honest, for me, what really threw me uh, for the loop 100% was the coin mine. Um, and I understand that some people have purchased this device and and have um, believed that they got an ROI on it. That's perfectly fine. There what, are what is the coin mine? Uh, the coin mine is this overpriced little mini computer that you can. Oh, okay. You plug in, and you get like six hashes a yeah, day, yeah. and it's it. The, the the chances just actually mean that you're you're better off just buying Bitcoin because the electricity usage is too high or something like that. And if you're living in one of the very few regions, okay, where having one of those devices is profitable, you're going to be like, that's not a scam. But dude, when look. This is the whole thing. This is the, the mindfuck behind it, right? You're going to have one person, one cheerleader that's going to stand there and say, this guy's not a scammer. Look, I made money. I changed my life. And then everyone points to that one person and goes, they changed their lives. That, 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 that guy's not a scammer. But, but that's a mindfuck. When 90% of the people are getting rugged or 80% of the people are getting rugged, how the fuck is that not a scam? So what the reason, what happens is we still live in a fiat world, right? And the fiat world selects for what I call political quotient, right? This is an ability to essentially manipulate others, get people to do things for you, um, you know, project certain image, et cetera, et cetera, rather than intelligent quotient or emotional quotient. Um, and Pomp has good political quotient. Um, and what what this means is he can he can kind of zigzag, um, gaining kind of more and more followers and and creating a bigger plat platform, you know that that sometimes he uses to promote Bitcoin and sometimes he's a complete fucking shitcoiner, um, and it's and it and it, it unfortunately it's a product of the fiat world, and we talked about this last time. I think that I, I think I'm gonna call this GG's number. If you got more followers than GG on Twitter, you're a shitcoiner basically. Like, and at what point do the, do the people get bought? I don't know. You know what? Yeah, I mean, this, oh, go ahead, Rockstar. This Deb. is where, yeah, I, I would jump in and talk about this because to me, uh, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. It was just, just like, why does Bitcoin touch and support these people? Because it does. It's like they would never be invited to CNBC and to talk about Bitcoin and represent Bitcoin in a way. Um, and, uh, this is where I came to conclusion that it's all about proof of work. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you can hold this against this person, that against this person, but they show up every day, they push their narrative. And then in a sense, like any, any of them that stays beneficial to Bitcoin kind of stays on top. Others drown. I mean, we had examples where there were influencers or simfluencers <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to like the term the great like, they term. just drowned because they were too stubborn to recognize their mistakes they were like oh i had no idea what i was doing by shilling this shit coin so, and a, an example Welcome of this back. like breed love yeah <laughs> I, I mean but like max kaiser like again it's like he he gets like a pass what is it like once i mean and hands and hands i love it is never giving like anyone a pass like you should go follow and and yeah. hands underscore jail um th like this this guy spots shit coiners from a mile off but like yeah the and doesn't doesn't forget like you know max has done a few things right there was dash there's max coin tether gold yeah, now the volcano shitcoin bonds like which have eventually come out maybe two years after or something they were going to um like at some point do people get a pass is there a 
what's the word this kind of I think this terminology came up when when Nick Carter was doing his nonsense that like they've done enough good for Bitcoin. The halo effect. Do you believe there? Yeah, in the halo effect. That's what it is. I do believe I mean, in the halo effect. Me too, man. Like that's what you're saying is exactly how it is for me. And I've actually enhanced is one of my. Um, favorite plebs and him and me had a few discussions on several topics but yeah at the end of the day i can tell you it's, it's not easy you're right yeah that gg's number um because gg's someone that i i was telling that to him is like man it's crazy being with you at conferences because everyone feels that aura of purity and they're like oh my god that guy gg you know he's amazing on the other hand, the, I mean, I never I, bought a shit coin, so like I'm working on it. No, but Gigi also said like, he's open, like he was a shit coiner. And for a lot of uh, Bitcoiners, what people don't realize is like I, I was a shit coiner, like I believed in blockchain and this and that. Mm -hmm. But then you spend a few years, you get wrecked, and then you try to explain to people so that they don't make mistakes. Like Sorry, I think it depends on where mistakes. you come in. I think it depends on where you come in. If you come in during a bull cycle, bull during a bull market, then then you're attract. Then then it's a high time preference thing, and it's like oh you're gambling, and then and then you learn more. Whereas if you come in a bear market like me, it's 2018. The the you're skeptical of everything. Oh, it's all a scam, and uh, like. It, Okay, you're saying it's scarce. Really? Oh no, Bitcoin is independently verifiably scarce. The rest aren't. Oh. Then maybe this one maybe has some potential. And then I think you learn later from my perspective. I got tempted at some point later. Oh, maybe I'll buy something. But then I started to understand more about kind of the 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 bigger picture of the ethical dilemma of how it all relates and it's like now I just kind of like it it grosses me out. Like, I like I want to try and avoid Cantillon effect, even though I would get richer by going the other way. Like, I, I just have a, yeah, real objection to it morally. Maybe. Maybe you would, because this is where Bitcoin journey is individual uh, it's for all of us. And this is what, what I'm telling you. Yeah, if I didn't come in Bitcoin, you know, like, last five years or whatnot. Like, I was in Bitcoin for like a day over a decade now and i still fell <laughs> for shitcoin narrative and uh, everything so yeah, i should have known better but i didn't i made a mistake you put in proof of work that's it like do better and uh, that's what i hope for everyone and our previous discussion on like plebs versus devs like, I, I would love to apply that the same way is because no one is perfect there just needs to be enough leeway and bandwidth to process mistakes i do wonder how many people come in through kind of your your route versus my route and i imagine that the vast majority come more through your route right the the they get sucked in by the hype of the bull market and um, and that's why people like pomp remain where they are is because they're not necessarily bringing people to bitcoin but that you know the these people are listening to the you know the the bigger figures um uh, you know at, at times and yeah and for what you know do, yeah, do yeah. they do they do some good for bitcoin 
I think so. Like I liked, I liked Pomp's thing this week, but let's not just let's not forget that's just the stage we're at in the cycle. Stage number two, stage number three, he's gonna start shilling them some new shit, um, and then stage number four, these new suckers get rugged if they didn't if if they didn't manage to avoid what he was shilling them. And so this is where you, so sorry, just to oh, no, say this ahead. is where you do need to give people individual freedom. It's like you you can't save them from themselves. You should just keep running your own individual proof of work. Let it shine as a beacon for whatever it's worth and go from there. But I think also you have to, in if you believe in free markets, you, as a good actor, you need to call out bad behavior um, and try and educate people on, on, on what that actually is because you, you're, you can't expect regu you know regulations to try and save them when all regulations do is provide moats around, you know, industry um uh, yeah 100 percent. but this is where you need to understand yourself and know whether you're doing more good than like whether you're right evaluate your effectiveness yeah evaluate your effectiveness like, in what you're doing i am i am terrible at arguing with people online because i immediately want to get to the resolution and i don't have much time yeah. So, so like I, people say some passive aggressive bullshit where they're like, um, oh, I'm good. And I tell them like, no, like this is exact, this is what's happening. And they're like, no, you're just toxic. And then my day is ruined because I haven't, you know, done this on this project. I'm trying to support this dev. Yeah. And then that's where I realize is, is for me, I need to keep running my own proof of work. And yeah, like that's that's it. Uh, and if I can uh, can't help, I shouldn't hurt the cause because there are other people who are what much better at exposing, uh, you know, hypocrisy and scams that people do. And yeah, let let them do their work. Right, and I think there's something to be said about not diluting work. Like a lot of people, they they do great things and call out some scammers, and then spend the rest of their time doing stupid shit. And it's like if you if you if you undermine your kind of reputation as a kind of upstanding person, then when you're calling out other people for not being upstanding, you're not going to get the same reach, and you know it's not going it's not it's not going to get as much attention as perhaps it should. Speaking of the moral and ethical dilemma, we still have a whole other part to this wrecked segment, okay? So we're going to move on to the next piece because talking about shitcoiners, we're talking about the moral and ethical dilemma. And let's take a look at this. Timing is everything, and it's exactly what you said, Walton. It's very interesting, right? So this week, um, as people know, the, uh, you know, the ETH shitcoiners... Uh, have now had permission to unstake their shitcoin and are now allowed to sit on a waiting list, right? Now, so that means there's going to be a whole bunch of money, right, floating around because there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people that are going to sell part of their stake, whatever it is, and they're going to want to take that those funds and enter the shitcoin casino with them. And you want to make sure that you want to be there right at the gate to fleece the noobs. So let's take a look at this tweet. Without a second to spare, here we go. Bankless HQ. What is this? Alpha has never been easier to find. Oh, so look at that. A whole bunch of ETH people are going to be able to dump part of their stakes. They're going to have this loose money around. 
got to make sure to corral, right? You got you got to corral the herd and you got to fleece them. So here we go. Let's let's see. Just remind me for a second cuz I don't really I don't pay enough attention to some of this shit coin. Remind me. Did everyone have to stake? No. Because I thought some people were selling recently on exchange. It's actually I I think I was yeah I I became an uncle recently and when I when I was there um trying to teach my sister and her husband about about some more bitcoin and setting up a little something for their their newborn um I, I my my brother-in-law just voluntarily was like so I should sell all my shit coins right and and take them off exchange I went, yeah, yes, you should, sir. Yes, you should. And so he did exactly that. He, he sold his Ethereum, which I was confused about because I thought it was all everyone's Ethereum in the world was staked or something. So can you explain that a little bit, Phil? Ha yeah, no. What happened? It's the people who chose, right? It's number one, it's the people who chose to stake it. Number two, you had to have a minimum of 32 ETH in order. Oh, to so it's just the like validator people, like just the kind of big dons. And, and then, of course the exchanges started to allow this staking such as such as coinbase right but anyways let's take a look at this video because the timing seems awfully suspicious right all of a sudden these people can unstake their shitcoin and here we go bankless is launching the bankless token hub at bankless we've been studying the crypto markets ever since 2017 and all of our research has led us to this the token hub you're a one-stop shop for Alpha to help you navigate through the crypto markets. Have you ever wished for a trusted resource that would share their thoughts, ratings, and their opinions about tokens? Boy, do we have the product for you. The Bankless Token Hub is where we provide bankless citizens with the alpha on the hottest tokens in crypto. We do the research so you don't have to. The Bankless Token Hub includes the token ratings where our team... Okay, we're not even going to watch the whole video. We're just going to stop it there because... Hi, I have lots of integrity, and you can tell by the tone of my voice that I have low T. So please, I'm alpha. He's not reading a script, first of all. So it, you're, if you're implying... No, he just said alpha in the most high-pitched tone, and I just thought it was hilarious. Like, oh, okay, come on, I, guys. I fucking shitcoiners. But the thing is, the, the shitcoiners who buy from these people are even more fucking soy. Um, so, yeah don't you know increase your testosterone do some fucking lifting and stop being shitcoiners so i want you to i want you to think about this right i want you to think about this all of their research all of their research led to them creating a rating system for shitcoins I, I want you to think about that right because aren't these the people that were paid six figures a month by fucking shitcoiners to promote shit and then pretended they weren't let's save everybody a whole lot of time you don't have to subscribe to token i'm going to tell you right now all of them are fucking scams that's it <laughs> like what else but isn't the timing strange right all of a sudden all these shit coiners are starting to be able to to unstake their coin and look at that right bankless hq right there to corral them in what shit coins should you be buying? Let us help you with our trusted rating system, right? So we're going to do research for Given you. the low T, you'd think they'd be called like Wankmore HQ. <laughs> Wankmore. I call them Brainless HQ, but I know that that's just a mean ad hominem. Is and Evan Van Mess one of those people? I don't I don't know anyone's names. Evan Van Mess is one of them. There's Evan Van Mess, right? There's, yeah. uh, there's, there's Ryan S. Adams and there's uh, David Hoffman. Ryan Sadmans, and yeah. uh, we need we need to we need to rename the last one. Yeah, yeah Ryan Sadams. <laughs> All right, Rockstar Dev. Uh, I, I don't know if you were aware of this lucrative opportunity that Bankless just offered the uh, the shitcoiners. What are your thoughts on this?
I mean, um, I'm investing, boys. Uh, I'll be rich. I'll be, yeah, let's go. <laughs> They're doing the research. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I've, I've, I've been trying hard not to unmute my microphone and start laughing when you play that video. Um, what can you do, man? Um, yeah, what can you do? That, that, that's all comment I have. It's perfect timing, right? I, again, I just find it absolutely like they, and, and the sad thing is, is that they understand their audience. I, I know that's going to sound mean because I, I know when I was shitcoining, I was thinking stupid thoughts. So I know what the audience is. The audience is thinking stupid thoughts. So they understand their audience and they know that these people are going to get bored when they unstake and they are going to want to quote unquote, make investments. These are not these these guys are the new Rao Powell, right? Basically, like the like it, it's he, yeah. it's these these shit coiners. They can't build a brand for long enough because it's all fucking vapor, you know, built on vaporware. Like it's it's all it's all hot air, right? And so they they can only survive for so long. And then yeah, when when one of them starts, um, you know, going down in Grand Cayman, the you know some some other you know people start coming up. That's exactly right. There was an empty space left from Raul Powell and the rest of his scammers. Um, and hey, Bankless HQ sees an opportunity, right? To, to, I'm not going to lie. One one issue I have with shitcoiners, and I think it's bigger than than actually them making money, is is how they abuse um, the the mainstream media into making the mainstream media believe that there is a genuine appetite for coverage on all of these shit coins. I'll so, explain a little bit more what I mean by this. There was, uh, I don't know, this is six months ago, maybe more like I, time flies. I, I talked to some Bloomberg reporter in a Bitcoin space and they, they highlighted, um, maybe it wasn't blue. It was either Bloomberg or business insider. I don't know. One of these, you know, big kind of financy type type things. And they they said that they they write articles on Bitcoin, but they also write articles on altcoins as well. Because because um, we, we get asked, and I said I, I kind of drilled on a little bit on this. Like, what do you mean by that? And she's saying, oh well, there's sort of a quota. Well, I don't know if that's her words, but from the kind of editorial team, there's a data driven quota on ha like how many articles that that their journalists are writing on different coins. And I said. And I'm, I said, I don't know if this is happening, but I would, I would, I would wager a bet that there are, you know, some very rich shitcoiners that understand this as well, that pay influencers to drive traffic to articles on your site so that then you write more articles about these things. And because they can print money to drive this behavior, your incentives are being abused and more public there's more publication of articles about shitcoins than there would be because of the nature of shitcoins and what it enables them to do. And she wouldn't have any of it. But I, I, I'm convinced there's some of this happening. So I, I think that that's a, I think that's an interesting point. I, I think that um, so first of all, you have to look at the players, right? You, you got to take a look at the players. So you've got uh, Polycap, um, you have A16Z, right? A16Z is what essentially funds the majority of the shitcoin space. They essentially invented the the vaporware that is Web three, 
Um, so, and then you take a look at, at uh, and then you take a look at um, digital, right? Like digital media, like Cointelegraph, uh, you know, and CoinDesk and stuff like that. This is all, th th this is all shitcoin money, right? This is all shitcoin VCs. So the reality is, is that they are not incentivized. They are not incentivized to talk about Bitcoin, but they are indeed incentivized to talk about crypto. And let's be honest, right? At when, when we break it down, that is the walled garden that they can control. They can't control Bitcoin. This is, this is the problem, right? If you are not ready to actually produce something real, if you are not ready to uh, Rockstar Dev's point to put in actual proof of work, uh, then you hop on over to the shit coins where you can possibly create money out of vaporware. But if you believe in, if you believe that you can actually do something and you want to work, because there are indeed people who actually want to work, well, then you're going to go on, you're going to go to Bitcoin. You're going to gravitate towards Bitcoin and you're going to try to build on Bitcoin. And, and don't get me wrong. It is not the, uh, the companies that are, um, how could I say this? It's not the ones that are not resilient right? If, if you are not resilient and you are incapable and you are just trying to scam, your best bet is to hop on over to the shit coins because you don't actually have to do anything. And all you got to do is pay a marketing team. And there you go. So, well, I mean, you, you can also, you can do a little bit of dev and research, but this is where I would really argue that shit coins are useful is because imagine if Bitcoin was all there is, like imagine how much you would need to like, tolerate Vitalik on Bitcoin Core PRs as he tries to insert uh, his technical mumbo jumbo that those of us who spend decades in computer science like, just know doesn't work. If you look when Vitalik originally proposed what he was proposing, what was it, like quantum computer and Adam Back debated him. It's like, it's, it's, it's time. It's, it's uh, energy wasted. So Sorry, everyone in the audience, but uh, yeah, I find shitcoins useful, and then they do throw good parties. I okay. One, so again, one time, what... I need to, I need to get Walton one of the shitcoin parties, and we drink on their yeah. Their so money. I think hold on. So just just briefly though, on on Adam, and it links to what I was saying before. Like like I love Adam. Obviously, he's a genius. I think he's part like a fraction of Satoshi, uh, whatever. But like the he he isn't necessarily the most um engaging of speakers if you don't already know who he is you're not necessarily going to be kind of listening in um closely a and why is that well if you're if you're authentic if you if what you believe is authentic you can just kind of talk calmly and quietly maybe about it unless you understand that actually no maybe you need to be a bit more passionate about bitcoin because who else is passionate well it's the people that don't have any actual substance and so therefore they get good at projecting this passion they get good at selling bitcoiners need to recognize they need to get better at selling they need to be more engaging because you gotta you gotta fight fire with fire right that's right. That's exactly right. And I just want to uh, uh, to reiterate uh, Rockstar Dev's point before we move on to uh, the hopium. Um, I, I do agree with you that shitcoins are useful in terms of the the playground, right? It's the playground of ideas where things crash and burn, and it does help. Any technology where regulatory. Involved... Yeah, sorry? sorry to add, but like regulatory <laughs> distraction because 
you have all these regulators looking into crypto and yeah, like some are security, but then they're they're too busy with that to pay attention to Bitcoin. So they're useful for that as well. Yeah, see as a distraction as well. So yeah, I definitely don't disagree with that. My, you know, my whole problem, right? My like, and this has been my problem from the beginning is their mark, the way that they're marketed. And then that goes back to Walton's point. We have to fight fire with fire. So even like us on this show, you know, we put on, you know, we have clickbaity uh, thumbnails, clickbaity titles, you know, sometimes they're hyper, you know, hyperbolic because the reality is, is that at the end of the day, it's a battle for, it's a battle for, for people's hearts and minds. And you have to be able to entice somebody to come and take a look at your content. And the good thing is, is that when, you know, when they come and check us out, they're, they're really only being told about Bitcoin only, which is the only real thing in this whole entire space. So, yeah. You, you need to step up that clickbait, like Walton, like wears a wig and yeah, maybe some, you know, maybe the shirt can come off again. You're yelling. We'll yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, let's see that high team, man. Dangerous. Uh, but no, I, I, I think, yeah, on over there. Now, the, the, the great thing also about being right is you're just right. And time will prove that. <laughs> just right. And that's that's it. Uh, I What's the famous Satoshi quotation that everyone butchers? Uh, oh, but that's the funniest thing is because Guy went on to create like five cryptocurrencies. What's like Dan Larimer? Like, if, oh, God. If you don't understand, I don't have time to. EOS, Steam. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. What I loved about yeah, like, Dan isn't is every every time he was like, "I'm solving the problem." This time, I'm solving the. <laughs> that was a great one. Oh my gosh! It was brutal. One crazy number. I know we're not in numbers anymore, but one one crazy number, of course, was that there were that block one, the EOS guys have more Bitcoin than than MicroStrategy and Michael Saylor. Well, I mean, I guess we don't know Michael Saylor's private holdings, but. The, actually, that that still gets underplayed. How much fucking Bitcoin these shitcoiners have? Why? Because the whole fucking point of shitcoins is for them to take your Bitcoin. Everyone is a Let's scammer. Go. And on that note, we are moving on over to the Hopium. The Hopium. Up next on Pleb Underground, we have Hopium. Hopium is sponsored by Represent. Represent are a manufacturer of some excellent apparel uh, and accessories. You can check them out over at representltd.com. And if you use the code PLEB Underground, you get a discount on all of the goodies. Once again, that's representltd.com. So on Hopium this week, um, I you you know you know that Dita is my favorite TA Plan D, but I also quite like when Adam Back shares some numbers that sound bullish because, you know, he knows, right? He knows. Um, so he says in quarter one of 2023, the Bitcoin price increased from, uh, oh, sorry, as in over the quarter by 70% from 16.6K to 28K. Interesting to note that if that rate continues, Bitcoin would be uh, in June, 48K, September, 82K, December, 140K, or for 100K by 31st December, price growth would need to fall from 70% to 53% for quarters two, three, and four. He says, of course, lots of short-term volatility swings and price can go jump or drop just because, but already 
were ahead of the growth curve for the first 13 days of April, and then he and then some some massive green dildo coming from planet Earth. Um, I don't know why he does these these ones, but he but he does. I quite like them. Um, but I think I don't know. It's to me, it's slightly it's slightly strange. Um, uh, so and one more link. Um, sharing some 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 bullish numbers. Um, for the hopium this week. We, we, we've seen uh, Satoshi's TA. Now we can see other numbers that are good. Um, HODL waves. What are these? Well, the amount of Bitcoin that is not moving for a certain period of time is increasing, basically. Um, that's a good thing. Um, is Bitcoin going to get more centralized over time? Um, what you can see in this chart is no, that's not happening um, because the numbers... And again, I, or rather, I think you can infer it to some degree. The numbers of addresses with amounts of this are increasing now. Could you have like a bunch of whales with, with you know, thousands and thousands of addresses, each with small amounts? Um, maybe. Um, but still, the, the, is, is Bitcoin um, dying? No, it's definitely not. Uh, more... There are more people using it. Uh, public lightning capacity is going up. Um, it isn't money. Well, it's better than what we have. Is it another bubble? I mean, well, what's this here? This that was Amazon. So in the in the there was a little you know, not much in in the late nineties, about two thousand ninety nine, and then and then you know of course it's done quite well since then. Um, things that things that provide real value in the real world like amazon like bitcoin um usually do pretty well over over time uh will it get replaced by better tech now this is something that gets talked about quite a lot right bitcoin bitcoin dominance i mean i think it's kind of a useless stat because you know you can you can have a bunch of shit coins you can sell a load of scams um and people um, we'll keep buying scams because there's a bunch of fucking stupid people and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of scammers. Um, people want to print their own money. But what we do actually see is that um, Bitcoin dominance does seem to kind of generally tick up over time. Now, you seem to get these, like, moments when... I say tick up over time. Obviously, you can see it's going down from here. But I mean that you get that, like, since, since, what is that? Since 2018, Bitcoin dominance has been rising. That's good. All right. These shit coins are, are struggling more and more. I don't know what that purple one is, but that one is getting wrecked. Oh, XRP. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Bye-bye. I always hear RIP instead of XRP. But anyway, um... Bitcoin is only trading on exchange and it's all fake wash trading. Um, who knows? Take your coins off exchanges. Guys, are you feeling bullish about Bitcoin? I mean, um, I'm not feeling bullish. I know Bitcoin is inevitable. And that's what I always bring up to people when, when they're like, oh, Bitcoin will fail. I'm like, yeah, yeah. When AI comes, it will print paper currency. So if if Bitcoin is inevitable, yeah. if Bitcoin is inevitable, then why do you work on Bitcoin and for Bitcoin companies? If you think Bitcoin is inevitable, why why are you trying to to reduce the friction? 
because I enjoy being part of the wave that's inevitable. And like, I enjoy, uh, well, it's a continuation of everything because you would also need to go back to my, my uh, childhood. Like, why do we do anything? And uh, I spent my childhood in uh, hyperinflation. So, yeah, there is that part as well. Uh, no, and, and when I say inevitable, yeah, people debate it. They're like, oh, no, Bitcoin can fail, Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that. But Bitcoin is, is beyond the point of failure. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It's just, it, it's just, yeah, you need to keep going. And uh, I enjoy being part of Wave. So that, that's for me. The, um, the Bitcoin for... is an inevitable phrase, I think, is sometimes a meme. And it's important to not to, to understand it. I think it is inevitable. But if you want it to actually happen within the time frame that um, is is more meaningful to your life, then, then that's a different factor. Um, and that's why many of us work on Bitcoin is because we want to see more change happen du during our lifetime. Yes, Bitcoin... Um, I think almost certainly eventually eventually wins, but it's better if it wins sooner. And so I, we fight the fight. I think, yeah, that's that metaphor again of proof of work. So yeah, if all work stops, will Bitcoin fail? Yes. Will it happen? No. But sure, let's let's not give people false like, oh, you you don't need to do anything. Yeah, continue doing what you're doing. Increase your work absolutely for that and then what what you show the graph with um percentage of like bitcoin under control i always want to bring up to people that like there is pareto principle like it's universal law where you have 80 20 rule and then... I, I reference boltzmann distribution if you look at the boltzmann maxwell boltzmann distribution um showing energy of particles in a system it almost identically matches um, distribution of wealth in populations and that's because of course energy is transferred like in collisions in the same way that value is transferred into in interactions collisions between between people um you know and ultimately right we believe this is bitcoiners money not is energy um but but there should be kind of an intrinsic link between money and energy um and so it's it's unsurprising that that money um, seems to have some sort of thermodynamic links when you look at the numbers. Yeah, money, yeah. That's why I'm excited about Bitcoin as technology. It's, it's best money technology we had. Before Bitcoin, the technology that we had was you elect board of central bank and then they control money supply because we didn't have better technology. And uh, yeah. I, I would leave it there. I think the I think also the grift from the central bankers is that without the money printing, right? Because remember, uh, this is something that I ended up learning, um, or I mean that I believe, but essentially central bankers believe that they are better architects um, of of reality sure and economics do. than than the free markets. So in from what we've seen. They're, they're, they're whole ironically phil oh, it's because that? money printing money printing has actually enabled all of these elites to to be better because they're 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 invincible right they get always get bailed out and so yeah no wonder they have god complexes yeah exactly so the the whole idea for them is that you know you wouldn't have this abundance of reality this abundance of technology 
if we weren't in charge of the money and we weren't printing it. Obviously, they don't yeah. say printing, but specifically the being in charge of the money and handling the monetary policy, right? Because without all that money printing, you wouldn't have the technology. You wouldn't have smartphones today. You wouldn't have the internet without them printing money. Think about how stupid that is. Necessity it, it, is the mother of all invention, not money printing. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So it's, yeah, we, we are up against a, a horrible, horrible, long narrative that has totally brainwashed the majority of people, sadly. And it's a lot of undoing yourself. You know? It's crazy that these people think, sorry, go on, you go. No, man, well, this is where I need to jump in. I try like, but what you said uh, makes me more optimistic because like, man, they're right. Like I am thankful for central banking up to this point. At this point, it is becoming very obvious that these legacy systems, they do not scale past certain point. And we saw that over last three years, four years with everything that happened. Where these people, they, they, they more and more blatantly lie in hope that they will, you know, elect me and I will fix the system. And they are trying, but just technology is not at the level. Like, no, systems are not at the level where they can process this amount of information. And this goes back to cypherpunks, which I absolutely love. Uh, they realized the, the, all this in 90s. And eCash was a holy grail exactly because of realization that as amount of information increases, you will have more and more instances of information madness where people, they're trying their best, but they're, they're literally insane, thinking that they, they're able to control and like continue with this printing of money and central banks. Like, yeah, that works on the same scale like i don't know 1970s the way that golden coins worked in ancient age hmm. this is yeah where i think for all of us bitcoiners realization comes in and says like well no wonder people are fighting us because they haven't read gradually then suddenly from parker lewis they haven't read bitcoin standard they Maybe, you know, maybe they are on board of central bank and they think that this printing of money will continue while it won't. So, yeah, but but again, I am thankful. And here it is to all central bankers, including my um, my lovely uh, Janet Yellen, like she well, she's like treasury. But I love you. Thank you for all the money printing. But, you know, it's it's OK for you to retire, baby. As Bitcoiners, we have it from here. It's funny that these small group of people think that they can steer the ship um, when actually there's a lot of... Um, many people think of Satoshi as being a bit like Noah, right? Creating um, some some ship that's going to save us all from, from the flood. Um, and I just realized just a moment ago that actually, of course, Noah, Noah brought the animals two by two. Satoshi is bringing us bit by bit um what? and of course a bit of is is too um like, like i don't know some people talk uh, maybe 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 satoshi is like jesus but i do think noah is the is the better analogy right there is this there is this big orange lifeboat 
Um, and you need to climb aboard. Um, Very well said. Yeah. Now, I have one further story uh, for the Hopium this week before we wrap it all up. Let me share my screen here. So, over the last forever, since since Pleb Underground has existed, I've been talking about institutional adoption not being all these companies putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet, but us seeing um, fiat-type companies um, investing in acquiring, adopting um, these these uh, services and products around Bitcoin because that's where the greater margins are. Um, and, and this week there's been um, an increased talk about lightning service providers. Now, what are lightning service providers? Um, essentially, they are companies that enable lightning use without people using their own node. Now, is that is that a good thing? Should we all be doing custodial? Uh, that's a discussion we're not going to be having right now. I run my own lightning node. I encourage others to do so. Um, but it's not necessarily the most practical thing for everyone. Um, let's have a little look about lightning service providers. So uh, apparently credit goes to the real king only who coined this term almost three years ago. Um, he, he's building, uh, this guy's called Roy, building uh, Breeze, um, which is an excellent um, mobile application um, for running, uh, essentially um, for having access to lightning um, in about as sovereign way as you can without running your own lightning node. So you can, I believe, still hold your own keys, um, but essentially um, you have a channel, I think, between you and and the Breeze node. It's it's not there's there's kind of different ways of doing these things essentially, but Lightning service providers reduce the friction of of a whole bunch of people using Lightning that would not otherwise be able to do so. Um, I think you can think of uh, Wallet of Satoshi as being a little bit like an, a Lightning service provider. Um, but let's have a look at some of these other ones. There's you know some 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 words, some explanation here. But let's have a look at some other examples. Of course, we, we mentioned Breeze. LightSpark is the is the one that's getting all the attention this week, uh, led by David Marcus, who ran PayPal and Facebook's Libra. So the guy sounds like a bit of a shitcoiner. Um, but, you know, he gets some praise here because some guy's sucking up, blah, blah, blah. Um, this LightSpark platform, I think apparently it looks quite exciting. Uh, it also looks like it's qu quite expensive as for like kind of entry users. Um but again, are these things good? We also know about voltage um, and this other one that can't be pronounced. So, you know, good, good luck looking these guys up. Um, and then there's a couple more. And of course, um, a new one uh, coming Olympus uh, built by uh, the number one uh, lightning, uh, mobile lightning uh, app controller, uh, Zeus. Um, it's phenomenal. I used it. So if you if you don't if you don't have Zeus, Please get it. It's it's the perfect app for uh, controlling your node from your phone. Um, you know, like to the same way that you can use some of these custodial ones for for kind of simplicity. Zeus gives you that, but but using your own your own node. Um, they're providing um, a lightning service provider as well. So why is this hopium? Well, it's hopium because. Uh, companies that are being funded by shitcoiners are building out systems for more and more people um, 
to interact with Bitcoin. Why is that good? Well, because it's good if shitcoiners are paying for some of the marketing of Bitcoin. Because, you know, now, should they have any money to, to be doing this? Probably not, right? Shit, you know, we, let, let's have the shitcoiners be poor. But that's not happening anytime soon. These fiat people also, they've got they've got some money. They, they want to get in on something. They're not just going to be buying Bitcoin. They're going to be investing in the products and services in and around Bitcoin. Because that's where some of these extra margins are. But it's good for Bitcoin because... It's going to get the word Bitcoin in front of more and more and more consumers um, because they're going to see it as an, as, a, as an option that they can you know, pay using Bitcoin or Lightning at, yep. at more and more retailers because that's how these Lightning service providers make money is by, is by getting retailers to adopt the services that they're offering. Yeah, I, I personally love this one, man. And uh, uh, I can talk about it maybe from example of BTC pay server is because when you do get that again, BTC pay server up and you're getting the best possible Bitcoin core node online, which is economic node that you use for accepting Bitcoin um, on chain works great. You just give your XPUB and then private key is safely stored on your hardware wallet or wherever it is you know on a steel plate dug somewhere device. yeah yeah signer device uh there we go your pinned tweet now comes into signer device but for lightning big problem you need to manage liquidity you need to open channels you need to have hot wallets and uh for us btc pay server it would really be a dream if you do have lsp support and then merchant just gets node up and running connects to lsp and says hey on my behalf accept lightning payments manage liquidity do all of that because from technical perspective as you said there are like different ways one of the ways that i i personally like i find really great is you use your lnd node to generate invoice but then you send that invoice to lsp lsp wraps it into their invoice that then returns to you and that's what you display to customer. And then customers are sending funds to LSP, which then get delivered to you. Um, I can't disclose some of the conversations, I get details, but I'm excited, yeah, for future of um, really like self-custody on, on Lightning because you also said in some of these scenarios, you just have... Um, signing device you have keys and that's how it works yeah definitely i i think that there's i think the development on lightning is somewhat being minimized and again right we can go back to the shitcoin funded and supported media outlets which to a certain extent minimize lightning development okay and you also see this weird kind of like hypocritical gaslighting from people like, you know, from people like CZ on Binance, you know, who are like, oh, praise to, you know, Jack Maulers for pushing lightning or praise to this for doing lightning. So why the, why aren't you putting lightning? Why aren't you working on lightning? You've got all these resources because he has- it enables runs on exchanges, Philip. Yeah, man, this guy has zero incentive 
So he's not here for Bitcoin. And, and this goes back to our whole, um, you know, the, the whole thing that we say as Bitcoiners, which is Bitcoin exposes everyone's incentives. It doesn't matter whether you're for or against Bitcoin. If you decide to enter this space, Bitcoin will expose your incentives. All right, everyone, that wraps up this episode of Pleb Underground Rockstar Dev. How do people find you? How do they get in touch with you? So they just search on Google, Twitter, Uncle Rockstar, and the first result will be, yeah, um, my Twitter profile. But from there, they can navigate to Noster, and I'll be on Noster. It's like iris.2 slash rockstar or snort.social slash rockstar or primal.net slash rockstar. So yeah. Uh, or you search Uncle Rockstar on Twitter and you can find it. That's that's kind of like the biggest problem I have is it now I'm I'm too popular. I'm like more popular than I deserve. And I don't know, apologies. I I didn't plan that. I thought only developers will kind of know me, but yeah, no, what can I say now? Easy to find you me. Too. Hey, Hi. that's 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 the biggest support I, I kind of have, I must say, and I'm so thankful to everyone. We're gonna post me. Absolutely, man. We are going to post a link uh, to your, uh, you know, to your contact in the show notes. And guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. And don't forget to check us out on our audio only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. Walton, how does it go? Fuckshitcoins.com. Like and subscribe. That's right, everyone. Catch you all on the next episode.